Hello and welcome to the Rwando podcast. This is another episode from the vaults. You can see it's episode negative two. Um, these are the 15 conversations I stole from my old podcast because I thought they were great and I wanted them to still be listened to. Uh, so this is with uh, Matthew Silver, uh, the great entertainer. If you've ever been to New York and seen the street musicians, you may have seen Matthew. He was probably wearing a diaper. He's got a big beard. He's probably saying nonsense words. Um, and Matthew, uh, as opposed to what many people think, is not homeless. He's not crazy. He's actually a performer. And he's uh, got a huge following online, actually. Um, but what's so great about his performance is that it doesn't really make sense to most people. It's uh, pure performance art and that everything is improvised um, and everything is formless. And that gets a pretty polarizing uh, reaction from people. And I became interested in his stuff, not just because it's like simply entertaining, but he really embodies the archetype of the sacred clown. Um, the sacred clown is this idea of a medicine man, um, mainly coming from like the Lakota uh, Indians, uh, where they have the um, spiritual leader known as the Hayoka, who basically does the opposite of what what people do. He's a uh, he's kind of a, a jester, but he's also a spiritual leader to show people um, how their constructs of the world aren't as uh, important or not as serious as they might think. He reminds, or she could remind people that like life is about living and loving and enjoying yourself, and you don't have to worry about your latte so much. Um, so I'm, I spoke with Matthew here uh, some time ago now. I think it's uh, maybe two years ago. Um, but I spoke with him right after he had done a performance art piece called Noodling, uh, where him and some other improvisers were nude. They were naked men and women uh, doing random uh, looping, it's called. It's uh, this like improvised clowning game where you kind of just do whatever and feed off of group energy. It was written about extensively in media. Um, mainly because there were these like eight uh, adults being stark naked in the middle of New York City on the street and no one could do anything like there, there's no no uh, obscenity complaints because they're performing an art, which is cool. But also it shows uh, something really great about him challenging social norms and deconstructing this idea that life is super serious because it's not. So uh, I'll let him speak for himself. Of course, uh, I want to mention that the sound quality isn't amazing on this because this is another episode, another recording that I was planning on turning into an interview, but it was so good that I decided to turn it into a podcast. Uh, so this is episode negative two from The Vault, Matthew Silver, Sacred Clown. You're listening to the Rwando Podcast, Perpetual Orgasm, Infinite Play. Please subscribe on iTunes and enjoy the show. Sometimes you meet so many people, you don't remember how you met anybody anymore. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you're just in that, you're in that loop, looping. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I like, and don't, the things you like about a city are also the things you don't like anyway. I don't know, there's, there's always going to be things you like and don't like. What about a city? Yeah, because... You lose your memory in the city. There's just over, you know, there's so much stimuli. Yeah. There's so many happenings. There's so many performances, shows, venues, possibilities. Cities is compressed, like, even one, did you, what apartment, did you, did you live at the Elder? 
apartment? Or? No, I lived on, um... Did you live in a building? Park Street. No, it was, it was a walk-up. Oh, it was a walk-up. Yeah. Studios. If you live in an apartment building with all these lofts, which I did for about three or four years, uh-huh. you're just, um... That's the whole village right there. Yeah. Wherever you go, I mean, a block is a village. A, a, a building is a village. A venue is a village. Yeah. So you're all... We're all... I don't know. How long have you been in New York? I'd say this is maybe the ninth year or okay. tenth. I don't remember anymore. Cool. And were you performing right from when you got here? or Actually, when did you start performing? I started performing... Well, I hate to say it, but the initial performance was the... Um, Inspired by marijuana. Okay. And I, um, and m- the whole thing, concept of looping is to, to reawaken that inner child without having any, there was no, nobody was on drugs yeah. when, you, when you saw that. It's and it's a, it's not anti-drug, it's just pro, be, oh, silly, wacky inner child person, be, you know, be, you know, like animalistic, something that we judge savagery, we judge the nude body. Mm-hmm. But wait, well, what were you saying? What was your question? Uh, when did you start performing? I started performing um, nine years ago, and uh, unfortunately, I was inspired by uh, marijuana. And I was, I was at first, I was showing off to friends like how weird I can be. And, like, I, I felt like I was in a metaphysical reality. And then, um, eventually I stopped messing around with marijuana and just did it on my own. But, um, so you don't smoke anymore? Yeah, I don't, I don't smoke now because, uh, I have breathing problems. Okay. And probably because I, I might have smoked too much. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm still doing it, you know, I'm still doing it. And, um, I guess the new looping was the peak of everything I've I've done for the last ten years. Gotcha. I mean, I would never imagine that we we could perform nude in public, and the police were there, but none of us were arrested because art, the law of art or freedom of speech, was protecting us. Because I, I, I wasn't because the cops were definitely confused. I was listening to them talking to each other. Like they weren't sure they couldn't do anything or they weren't sure what to do. Like the only thing was to clear the sidewalk. Um, clear pedestrian traffic. Yeah, and like people kept asking them like, "Is it illegal?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's totally illegal." And then they just didn't just kept watching you guys. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't illegal, uh-huh. and it was legal, and you're allowed to do that. You know. You're more likely to get arrested if you're if you're by yourself naked, because uh-huh. it's it's I think it's just a statement in general, artistic statement in general, to show walk around naked. It's art. It's a statement. It's a statement about the world that we live in. Cover up, hide your most more like hide your body. I mean. In reality, we should be all walking around naked. Like, uh-huh. And if we were to see our naked bodies, 
then we start to realize that there's something wrong with everybody's body. But because we cover him up, we don't, you know, we we hide our inconsistencies or the things that are perfect with us. And it's almost like it builds this conflict with judgment. You're, you're, um, you're hiding yourself, but anybody exposing themselves, you judge. Yeah. But what you're doing is like very different than like nudism, right? Like it's not like, uh, no, I wouldn't say it's nudism. I wouldn't, I would say it's, it's art and experimental of the human spirit and, Mm -hmm to inspire adventure. It was about adventure and you know, we knew the police were come would come, but we didn't know when. Yeah. And we were out there and that was a little adventure. Like the police came and we did it, you know, Fritz got us to all go around the the whole block one more time before uh-huh. before we ended it. Was the the reason you ended because the cops were there. No, I I feel like we were out there for two hours. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a good finale anyway. Yeah. I mean, we could have... I mean, people were walking around naked afterwards, and the cops... And it was it was legal what we were doing. It was connected to an art gallery. If you're going to ask a cop, he's not going to give you a truthful a- answer, because they, they don't want a trend of naked people walking around mm-hmm. and stuff. Because well, anyone can justify its art, right? Like you, I mean, it. Hey, that's true. But yeah. the, I mean, I have a history yeah. of being an artist. So, I mean, because I have a history, I, I, I'm more justifiable than the average, average person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not average person anymore. You yeah. know, I've been doing this stuff, and, and uh, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. If we should do more public nude events, I feel like we should. Um, but, um, you know, I'm not a specifically a nudist, you know, I'm yeah. not, this is not like, but I also feel there's this part of me that feels like, all right, already, we should just get over it already. Like, mm-hmm. get over having, like, we're at that edge, we're at the age of Aquarius, and I almost think, like, the physical world we had to get over the physical world in order to be more connected to the spiritual world and if we were to walk around and see everybody's naked maybe we wouldn't see i mean by theory maybe we wouldn't see the naked body anymore we would start seeing the soul the Mm -hmm. spirit you know yeah, that's the thing. That's actually the angle I really want to like portray you in. Like the whole the whole thing around the like. I guess you're kind of going for like a sacred clown thing, although you didn't use the word sacred in your website at all. Um, but yeah, like, I should spiritual... change my uh, artist statement. Yes, sacred clown. Yeah. I like, I just I mean I didn't do like massive studying. I I just studied a lot of like Wikipedia articles yeah. and I read this book on clowns and and I it was amazing you you on the internet you find out that there was actually you know there was sacred clown like the 
Damn it, I forgot what the clown tribe was. Uh, the Lakota Indians. Lakota. Like Black Elk. Hayoka. Uh, yeah, Hayoka. Um, Hayoka. Clown. It's like a black and yeah. white, um, there's this clown that's a black and white image. Yeah. That inspired Yeah. Me. Like, this is what I've been going for like just just black and white I don't you know it's funny about it's like the core meaning of a trickster you know we live in this we still we're 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 getting better but we still too many too many of us are like black and white good or bad uh-huh that's not like how we should be and I I do that all the time I'm I'm black and white I I I don't mean to be but we're a trickster, a trickster, and we're our real identity is is not be black or white. We're not good or bad. We're we're in between. So black and white is, and they wear this black and white thing. It's like the trickster is the um, the the god that's in between uh uh. Gods, it's the it's the in betweener. It's the yeah. portal of the spirit world and the real world. It's the portal between what's good and what's bad. It's the portal between what's male and female. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like almost like the the, the trickster almost has to. I started to see myself when I was doing this research. I started to see myself as a trickster, and what I had to do was open the portal so. We don't think by the brain anymore, like black and white. Like mm-hmm. the brain is cut and we think by the heart. But um, in a way, I trapped myself in another division. I, I, the other division I created was between the brain and the heart. You know, it's like, and now I'm, and I'm like, the heart is good, the brain is bad, and I, I, I caught myself in the same game. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it's we're um, in a way we're uh, we're thinking too much and we're not being we're yeah. not we're not being here now. Like editing, making these projects involves a lot of thinking. And but you're like trying to think with your heart. It sounds like or make those to be one thing or blur the lines there. Is blur the line like blur the line? Like, the problem with the machine and, and the way capitalism is, is growing, it's, it's growing through the mind, not through the heart, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's growing on intellect, like the economy is this massive mind game that too many people believe in. I mean, the dollar bill, you know, it's, um, it's a religion. Because why is it saying God we trust on the dollar mm-hmm. bill? People believe in this, and if I were to rip this in front of hardworking um, citizens and stuff, of you what? The, just holding the bill. Yeah. Why? No, it's the. I'm just, well, I'm okay, saying yeah. it's, it's it just, just you know it's a it's um it's um. It's and it's more than you know. People's hearts are in the money, in a weird way. We've tricked ourselves. We're stuck. We're we're stuck as 
We're stuck in the mind. We're stuck. We, the mind has, grows attachments to things. We're attached to making money. Even I'm attached to making money. I'm, and it's a massive scale. Um, and in a way, in a weird way, it's a trick. And, and the, the trickster, I always saw that, I saw myself as a trickster, like, trying to break this bubble. Kind of untrick. Untrick, but I, I feel, I've been doing this for nine years and I, I haven't really achieved my goal. And, and, and it's, it's because it's probably ridiculous to even try it. Like, it's not, like, it's not me for me to do it. Like, it's not, anybody alone to do it, you know, uh-huh. but, you know, you, I feel you have to set your intentions strong and let the cosmic universe do all, the, you know, it'll do all the work around you, no matter who you are. It, it always is. And I have a strong intention to wake up the global heart through my work. Like the money thing, though, is because like I know you, you've uh, said a lot about like fears and stuff, but like it's a really hard uh, thing to get over. Like in, in transcendental moments, I'm like, oh yeah, money isn't. Why am I worrying about money? This is so not a, a thing. But then you, you drop back into like you know material reality, and suddenly, like, how, how do you like work with that fear as an individual or an artist? Well, when you per- when I'm performing, it's not there. You know, performing is about being in the moment. And um, but when it's wait, can you ask the question again? Like, um, actually, so going off of that, when you're not performing, like you're trying to bring everyone into this state that you're in when you're performing, almost like we're like. I feel like a feel. Uh, Sorry? What? You said you feel like a... Sometimes I feel like I've, I've failed. You know, I didn't... But I, it's ridiculous. Like, I've been, like, uh, hard on myself. Like, I'm, I want to bring people into the moment and stuff. But um, at the same time, I'm, I'm having my own difficulties being in the moment, you know? Cause I, I, um, I have constant thoughts about like ridiculous thoughts about like trying to make a living and, and what's my future going to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, after this year or whatever. And, but that's just human. That's just like what everybody has, but, but it would be nice if, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm all, I'm all for an awakening of the global heart, like a shift in consciousness. Mm. And I think I have to realize that I'm not, I just have to do my part, you know? Like, I feel like doing the nude looping was, was our part. You know, it was a collaboration with Fritz Donnelly. You saw the, the mustache yeah. guy? Yeah, and I watched a couple episodes of Beard and Mustache. Oh, cool. But um, I feel like it, you know, we, we did our part. We did the best we could do. The only thing now is, do we do another new looping or individual movie projects or, you know, I don't know. Like, 
the thing about the internet that uh, like I'm editing this the thing about the internet the um the video reaches a, a broader audi- audience than um than just doing it in the public like maybe a few hundred people saw us mm-hmm. like if maybe 300 400 people passer goers saw us that that day for 2 hours or whatever but if i i put something on the internet of the new looping i about uh i guess about 20,000 people will see that video yeah. cuz you have a pretty big following online yeah uh-huh. yeah but it's weird because the following is is spread out around the world uh-huh it's not like it's a group of, it's it's around the world people like me look at me i'm around um it's people like me on your computer yeah. <laughs> but i but it did experience Sunday was it Friday? Saturday, Fr- Saturday. I did experience a re- real, a real world experience without computer and technology, but technology was there. We were all being videotaped and stuff. And, but what was your original question? I don't even remember. <laughs> Something about oh, making a living. Making like, a living. Like, is that the thing when you said like you feel like you're not doing it? Is is it like the pressure of making a living as an artist? That is taking you out of the moment. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Do you make your living from your performing right now? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Well, cool. um, so I'm curious about like you know you're you're saying trying to get into that that state or like bring people into living into that state that you're in and performing. Because um, I was I was curious to know if you're if you're like that all the time or if there's a part of you that's like that all the time or. Do you try to be like that when you're not in front of an audience too, like where you're just completely embodied and following your impulses? Is that something you try to live? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a funny thing. Um, if I throw away, like, the more the more I'm doing these bigger projects and stuff, I'm trying to focus on getting everybody here at a certain time. I'm, I'm trying to focus on orchestrate organizing it, making it making it work out for everybody, making sure everybody is in a good way and and stuff. The more out of the moment I am, and it's funny because the the project is about being in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like and uh I want to be part of that looping, but um what makes me feel good, though, is that other people who were part of the looping were in the moment, more so than I was. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was in the moment the best I could be. Fritz, I almost feel like Fritz is better at it. I, I've been doing this for nine years, performing in the street, and when it's simple, when it's simple, when all I have is a cardboard sign and... um And just me in a in my underwear. It's simple. There's nothing I have to worry about, like film. You know, there's some documentaries about me, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to document me, but that was after I did it for a year and a half. You know, Mm -hmm. and they they and they caught me in the moment. You know. Yeah. But the more like you, if you get like I got attention, right? As soon as I got attention, I almost feel like there's a responsibility. 
to show people better work and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the, it's like the, the price me? of fame. No, I'm just making a note. Yeah. What you're saying. It's like the price of fame. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm I'm not even that famous too. I don't. Yeah. Maybe I couldn't handle it all all together. It's not my my. Uh, I get I get um. I keep doing it. I'm consistent. That's I'm I'm proud of myself. You know I'm. I do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can ask for for any human. You do the best you can and you stay, you stay forward with what you think, you know, free will. You have free will. And what I feel like the things that make you feel the best are following it, you know, following your bliss, following through your heart. Mm-hmm. I felt very good on, um, Saturday. So that, that other piece, though, like being like kind of a manager, orchestrator, do you think that's like a nece- necessary part of being a human? What? Like where you have to not be in the moment for a second to kind of just organize the structure. It is you know? so being human. It's like the trap that everybody's in, you know? Uh-huh. I want to be free. I want to be dancing around. But my mother is a great example, you know, as soon as she had children in the house and a regu- the my husband my not my husband my dad you know came you know to, she was in charge of all the management of just having a family mm-hmm. and it took her out of the moment so there were times where there's I, you wouldn't be able to have conversations with my mother as easily as you know you know, it took her out of the moment. And that's that's probably whatever every single family is dealing with. Mm-hmm. Not just my mother, not just me. It's it's more it's human because we're all being sucked in by this machine and um, we're all like we the machine the machine is like this unconscious entity. It's not as conscious as we think, we think somebody's really controlling the machine, but nobody is. There's all these forces running against each other. You know, we're all running against each other because my project is better than your project. And and then, you know, now everybody's doesn't know what project to focus on. And you got to become, you know, your own identity or not or it feels like you're in competition when you're not some not really in competition and then you're like help me help me i need help and and you're you know we're all struggling with um with with that so we want to break free and i just saw this you know this documentary on terrence Terrence, uh, the the acid guy, Terrence, um, Terrence McKenna. McKenna, Terrence McKenna, and he said like, you know, we're there's the machine, and then there's art, and the art is, you know, people should just produce works of from the heart as much as they can, mm-hmm. and that's that a massive movement that 
nobody will make any money, but will will send great energy and feelings. Um, like that's what a movement it sends these great energies and feelings. But nobody's making any money, so it's counter. It because nobody makes any money, you know. Nobody wants us. Nobody's forwards a movement because they're yeah. they're forgetting about why we're on this planet for. And we, you know, we're we're due for a movement like yeah. real soon, like something like because we're silly we're, revolution. A silly revolution. Yeah. Why do you say silly revolution? Uh, I heard you use that word before. I didn't use it. Somebody, some, somebody else used. Yeah. I. I mean, I. Uh, I just did it, and they. They made the word, and then I. Um, oh, okay. But maybe that's that's it, like a silly, silly revolution. But and so it's kind of like I could see where it's difficult because to have a movement is kind of like a, a machine, kind of like your forward thinking and plan. You have to plan out a movement. Exactly, you have to think. It's like you're in yeah. the machine. You can't, you can't just do it because everybody's in the machine. So you, everybody sucked like. And everybody's like, I could definitely be there. I could definitely be there. I'll definitely do this. You know, we did this big project, and we had people who said they were going to film who didn't show up to film, and then somebody showed up to film, and I didn't even know they were going to show up, but their footage was the best footage. And and it's like, you know, nobody's making money on this this project. The, the uh, gallery did not make money. Um you know, Fritz or me didn't make money. Mm -hmm. Any of the video makers didn't make money. It's totally organic and grassroots. Now, it's just like, it's just like the whole, like, like Burning Man. Do you know Burning yeah. Man? The first Burning Man was not to make money, and they kept doing it, and then it built, and word of mouth built, and, and now the last one's, you know, it's, it's a money-making, it, got sucked into the machine, mm -hmm. capitalism, because capitalism is, is, I mean, we're all, that's it. I mean, that's the religion right now, whether we like it or not. We're all, now, now how do you, I mean, I don't know, I, like, a good question to ask is how do you, you accept that you're a part of this machine, but you, you, you're, sh you're not like defying the machine. You're not saying it's bad. Capitalism is bad. Fashion is bad. You just entering new ways of being. You know, how does it shift? How does it shift? How do we? What's the what's the the thing that's going to crack the egg? And I mean, I shouldn't wrap my head around that equation because there is no equation for that. I should just continue. The only thing that will help is by people continuing doing art for art's sake without, without any uh, financial gain or, or prestige gain or anything. So you're kind of like trying to get enough people to stop caring about the value of money so it just becomes valueless? No, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't do that. It's uh -huh. too, you know, I, I can't, that just seems, you know, I can't get, you know, I'm not going to get convince you that the value of money is, you know, there's no value in the value of money. I, 
but um, I can only, you know, I, if I'm like anti-money, then I've made another duality, like yeah. a shift to like this, these are the people who are for money, these are the people who are not for money. But the people for not for money are have jobs and they got to make money to support their family. So it's that's a ridiculous another another ridiculous duality. I can only inspire people. My our job as an artist, you're an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Our job as an artist is just to inspire people to do art for art's sake without getting the prestige. We didn't really get anybody. We didn't really tell any press about, you know, about what we did, you know. There was no major press there or whatever. It was it was seen as a public a public thing. So a movement. I I want to inspire a movement. Uh-huh. But um I have to get over the idea that I'm not cuz this this ego that wants me to be the one to be the, the catalyst, but I'm not the catalyst. And even when there's somebody who's pointed the finger to as the catalyst, he's not the, he's a part of, or she, he or she is a part of the catalyst, but the, the real catalyst is actually a group. It's, it's, it's not, it's more organic, you know, like mm-hmm. these videos and this, these pictures and the media has to you you as a writer you have to pick an angle. You're more of an artist because you're picking the perspective that you want the audience to see and what you feel is closest to your heart is you know, as something that's going to wake up the world, you know. You want to create something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it I it think it gets frustrating sometimes when, like, the interesting, like, you start going for that reaction, and then you kind of, like, the whole ego stuff you just mentioned becomes, like, a, a trap in itself. Yes, and we all have one. We all have, we all have uh, an ego, and I guess I, I, I want, originally doing this, I wanted to escape my ego, and, and I, I did for moments at a time, you know, I was just out there not giving shit what anybody thought and and I got used to people saying you're you're gross, you're disgusted. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like put people pushing off that energy and and not taking it personally and but um after that it's like you you go to bed and you you and you're alone and you have your own thoughts about how where am I taking this? Where am I go? You know, you have where do I want to be in the next five years or this you have things about your um your your identity i don't know you know i don't i don't relate to my identity as much as i see myself you know sometimes i have these moments where i'm depressed mm-hmm. but i i don't identify to my depression or i don't identify you you choose what you want to identify with. Mm-hmm. You you have free will, and I you know I I identify myself with the spirit of joy. You know mm-hmm. the spirit 
the the light, and that's how everybody should it should identify themselves with. The depression is something that will, you know, we all get depressed. Depression is something that will go, but you always come back to to the moment, mm-hmm. peace, joy. But pain is necessary for everybody to grow. I mean, I mean even if you... Pain is just as important as happiness. Sometimes pain creates greater hap- a deeper happiness. Yeah. Because you, you, st- you, you start to appreciate small things. You start to appreciate, like, when someone says to you, good job, out of nowhere, or, you know, you, you appreciate... Because um, big things are like these... Like trying to... Like trying to save the world is, is a ridiculous... It's fun to to inspire to to do that, but it's it's also ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. You, nobody can save the world. I mean, the only person you can save is yourself. Do you think the world needs saving? No, the world doesn't need saving. But I I think we're better off if we learn to. Shift our our uh, way way of thinking, and I guess to simplify that, I mean, less with the brain, more with the heart. Use the brain to support the heart. We're cre- we're creatures of love. We're not creatures of. Um, it's unnatural for us to inspire fear in others. It's more natural in us to inspire love and joy in others, and we're. We're at the age of Aquarius. We're at a time where we're fed up with this negative way of life. It's time to inspire this positive. We're at the tipping point. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're at the tipping point. What do you think is going to tip? What? What do you think the tipping point? Like, what? What is it? What are we going to? What are we going to tip into? We're gonna. We're going. When we tip, we're going to accept the way everything is. And not be like struggling anymore. And our actions are going to be actions of love rather than actions of out of we're doing things out of fear. You know, you know what I mean? Like you're doing this out of love. You you came here to interview me out of love. You know, for the love of what you your work and just to get to know somebody or something. Mm -hmm. And we have to, it's, it's like love is this paradox. We have to realize all the things we're already doing out of love. We're already, the love portal is here. The, the love, the global awakening is here. We just have to be aware of it. It's, that's, I mean, that's kind of what Terrence McKenna said. We just have to, like, there's, we cannot, like, I, I don't know why I, I always say save the world, but that's what inspires me when I do a project. So it, it makes it adventurous. Like, doing that nude thing was my attempt 
collaborative attempt to save the world with Fritz Donnelly and the Rivington designers or whatever. Yeah. But um, there's nothing we, we can control in life. You mm-hmm. can't control anything. The only thing you can control is the way you perceive it. And... And I gotta, I gotta base, if I wanna save the world, I gotta save myself. So I'm just another confused motherfucker, <laughs> dude. I, I, you know, I, I, I talk to you like I'm having this mental breakdown, but I just have to be aware of like the world is like, wow, you came here to interview me to, about what we did. And I, what we did was great. It's great. What everybody's doing is great. And you, people are, you know, just don't get, I guess, just don't get caught in the judgment game. People are going to judge anyway, you know, but don't never take anything personal. You know, the four agreements, uh, from that book, uh, the four, yeah. d- never take anything personal. Always do your best. Be impeccable with your word and um, never make assumptions. And you'll go far, you know. It's all about – because everything you're doing in your life, you have to realize that everything you're doing in your life is perfect. The only thing you have to change is your perception. You cannot control a single thing. You change your perception – and, you know, whatever action you take, you, you bring that light perception to it. So how does your um, perception change through doing your work? How does my perception change? Yeah. Um, also, how, how has your identity changed? Like, um, did you always have a beard? Or was it part of your act that became your life? Or? Last two years, I've been growing it. Okay. Uh, I would. I always wanted to uh, see what I would look like with hair for five years. Uh huh. I really want to shave this, and I might shave it in a year, but um, I I keep saying I'll give it three more years. <laughs> um, my. Identity, I don't see myself, I just see myself as, I, 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 I know I'm above average from the average human being because I'm consistent with these projects that continue to um, leave people questioning about life. You mean compared to like other performance artists? No, I don't compare myself to other. Okay. I'm I'm just saying, to the average person. Okay. Not. I'm no better than anybody else. I don't think that. Okay. I'm just another. I'm just another artist doing his thing. Yeah. But um, I have. I don't know. I have a need to um. Make big. Big ripples. I mean, at least until I'm dead. Yeah. But I I am getting I'm getting a little I'm a little exhausted and burned out. And I have no idea why. 
maybe it's because of all the hours I put on the street. Maybe I, I burned out my body. That's what I'm thinking. But I, I'm, I'm constantly tired. And I don't have a good sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I am doing a lot of work, but um, I could always be doing more. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Sorry, I just felt some weird thing in my brain. Huh. I'm also a hypochondriac. Or not, I don't know. Just That just felt weird. felt like I was going to have a stroke or something. Just now? Yeah. Oh. And here it goes again. I don't like that feeling. Huh. Hmm. So do you think you're coming up to like a change point or a transition point? I might be doing, I've already started, and I might be doing more films. Okay. Uh, but they're going to be um, public films. And I feel like, um, I feel like adventurous to do a, uh, a public nude film. And I know, now I know if there are like five naked people, I'd get away with it. I'd say this is an art project. I have the law to protect me right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, are you afraid of getting too big? Too big? I'm, I'm not going to get too big. I'm not, I'm not the, um, I'm not the uh, status quo. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I already, I already performed naked at Times Square. I, mm-hmm. I just went naked again. Anybody who's, um, who does that. You know, it's not going to get conventionally big, you know. Just, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, you make a risk by being nude in, in today's world. Like, it's not what the world wants, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm also with this guy in his underwear. Mm-hmm. People already judge me. Even though I, I, I've been around the world, people are like, I don't get it. He's in his underwear and it's weird. And children might not like that. But I, I've interacted with children. Not only that, like, children, they, you know, not all, it's just like not every child likes it, but then a lot of children do like it. They, a lot of children just dance around naked or in their underwear. So, I mean, whoever you are, people are going to like what you do or not like what you do. But I'm not. In today's world, I'm not conventional, but I am at the edge of the spectrum of change. I'm I'm at the edge of the new age, which is Aquarius. You know, I'm with all those weird artist type people. You know, and we do what we do out of love because not everybody likes what we do. Mm-hmm. I could, I could, like, see you having a TV show or something. Like, people would Hey, I would that. love a TV show. I would love... I would do it, you know. What were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, that was it. Like, I could see you being something somewhere closer to mass media or mainstream something, if only as, like, a spectacle. Yeah. And, um... If I get the opportunity, I wouldn't necessarily say no. 
I'd work one-on-one with who the creators of the program are and make sure it goes with my vision. I mean, that's what we all do is, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll be, maybe that'll happen. Maybe I'm not. But I'll never be that big. I'll never be so big that it'll be out of control. Mm-hmm. I'll always be more or less that guy. Have you ever thought of what it would be like if you were just like in character 24-7? I tried to do that. I mean, I was trying to do that when I was performing on the street. I ended up burning myself. Because it was tiring? Well, I killed my voice. Oh. I did it for eight hours. I, I killed my voice, and uh, my back and my neck keeps falling apart. Now. Oh. Because yeah, I noticed you have like a certain kind of posture, like you get into like kind of like the stamping. Is that yeah. like a was that a planned thing or is it just a thing that happens every time? Or? Yeah, no, it, it happened over time. It's just my, just my. It's my, it's, it's like my mimicking of the, um, the inner child. Uh-huh. The mimicking of a child, an adult acting like a child. Gotcha. Yeah, because I've seen something about, like, um, I was listening to a thing about Andrew Dice Clay about how, you know, he's a regular, you know, Jewish guy from Brooklyn, but slowly he became his, like, onstage persona, whereas, like, he, like, he just is, like, Dice Clay now. Like, his old identity's gone, like... Like, could you ever see that happening to you, or you're just the clown? I don't know, man. He's, um, I don't know. If I was, if I was more in the, the media, you know, if I was in the, if I was, that would affect me. You know, Andrew Dice made him. Didn't he do his own movie and? Yeah, yeah, I mean a bunch of stuff. I mean he 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 was around, you know. A lot yeah. of people knew about him. A lot of people don't know about me, even though I have like, even though a lot of people know about me. Yeah. You know I. I you know I could shave my hair and it'll be fine. Because mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have a regular. I mean I do this thing at Bizarre Bar once a month, mm-hmm. but I don't have I don't tour or do anything that Andrew Dice Clay did. That sucked him in. He was in the mainstream in a way. Yeah. And he got sucked into it, and I remember a lot of people were playing his his tapes at one time and yeah. stuff. I've never, you know, I don't, I haven't heard of what Andrew Dice Clay has done now. Yeah, I mean, I just know that he is his character. Oh, he non-stop. plays his character nonstop. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, actually, the whole reason why I was interested in talking to you is that, like, the Fool card and the Tarot deck has always been my favorite, like, what it represents. Yeah. And so it seemed like a great ideal, but, like, can anyone actually live that way? Like, it's great to see the jester and remind yourself of that that's in you. But maybe because of all the stuff we're talking about, like, everyone gets sucked into the machine, and, like, maybe that's just part of the human experience. It's part of the yeah. human experience now for everybody. Um, nobody, the only people that could um, live like the fool are, um, 
it, I mean, eccentric, wealthy people. Uh-huh. I, I guess. Or what if you lived, like, in the jungle, like a tribe, tribes person? Yeah. That would work, too. I mean, we, but we are all, we're all the fool, you know? Yeah. We shouldn't, I guess we shouldn't choose to identify with the, the machine or the struggle. Like, that's not who we truly are. That's who we are in the moment. It's, you are who you are, who you, the part that you identify with the most. Mm -hmm. And you're not even that. Yeah. The, the true nature of who you are, like, you shouldn't identify with anything. The true real nature of who you are is, um, you're nothing. You're constantly being recreated in the, in the moment. This is the moment. Like, anything doesn't exist in the past and the future. None of that exists. It's just, it's like you're, it's being written. You know, your brain is constantly being changed. You're organic. Time doesn't exist. If you choose to identify with something, you're, you're constantly bringing the past back and back and back. Um, but it's good to identify with love because then you bring more of that in your life, you know, rather than identify with why things don't work out for you. So. How did you start to feel this, like, responsibility of waking people up for this mission? What'd you say? How did you, like, where did this, like, uh, mission to wake people up or uh, get, get people to understand this come from, as opposed to just knowing it yourself? I felt, I always wanted to do what, um, I used to watch a lot of David Letterman and Tom Green and, uh, and Annie Kaufman and, um, hear about artists like Jack Smith. And I always wanted to mess with the, the average person. You know, it, you know, you see these videos with, Tom Green or David Letterman's early work, and it's really funny. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be a piece of that, you know? Um, piece of, and I was trying to do it without a, uh, a video crew. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I mean, it just, I got a little hot, you know, a little buzz from doing it. Gotcha. I mean, are you still chasing that buzz, or is that part of the burnout, you think? Um, is that, what do you mean? Like you said, you're, like, exhausted now. Like, is is it, is that the, I mean, is, is that related to the buzz at all? Like, is it not still a buzz? No, it's still buzz. I mean, I just did something on yeah. Saturday. Uh-huh. I mean, we all get exhausted, you know? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's still a buzz. I... It's like, it always comes back, like, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, do it, do it, do it, do it, you know, and then, and then I do it, and I do the next thing, and I do the next thing. So I, I've continually, gradually do it, you know? I mean, I, I was out on the street on and off nine years, and I would just keep going, go back, go back, go back, go back. The rewards, I mean, I I was not getting any, you know, 
big rewards for uh, the reward was it was an inside journey you know mm -hmm. figuring out who I am it's, I mean that's the biggest reward is your you know the inside journey and who you are and and to keep doing it you know you get tired you take a break you go back I do on the other hand I do need to get out of New York for three months I've been here for five years, yeah. and the, the biggest vacation I took was one week. Where are you going to go? So maybe I'm burned out from that. If I go, I was thinking uh, Mexico, New Orleans, uh, California, or uh, Australia, or a tour in England. I, you know, just out, get it out of here so I can reawaken my perspective to New York City, the most amazing place to live. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, I'm getting out of New York for the winter. I'm just going to go on a road trip for three months. Sweet. Where? Yeah. I'm going down to Florida and then taking three months to come back. Probably go all the way to California. Oh, around. nice. Yeah. Or two months. I'll see. Maybe I'll get burnt out on the road and want to come home faster, but who knows? Cool, man. Yeah, I think this was awesome. Um, is there any, like, last thing you want to share about your philosophy or about the clown archetype? If you're a human being and you're pissed off about the way the world is and stuff, immediately just stop whining. Don't focus on the way the badness of the world, the darkness. It'll just create a bigger dark cloud for yourself. And start experimenting. Be an artist. Start exploring the world and do things not to necessarily make money, but things that will expand your yours and the people around you, expand their consciousness and the way they think about, about things. And don't look back. Just... If you're young and you're upset at the world, do the, you know, do the, um, take the voyage instead of regretting being alive or something. Your life is short. I mean, you, you're a lot better off, you know, art is important. Art basically says it needs it doesn't necessarily need to be like science or math or it's an experiment it's it could be like experiment with ideas experiment with, but but you're here that to experience other people that's your universal power experience the light that is within you that is within the other person Do it or just keep complaining about why sucks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you want to be a part of the virtual audience for future episodes, make sure to follow me at crowdcast.io slash Rwando. See you next time.